Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone. Glad to have you spending some time with us today on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. And I guess it's not quite as beautiful as it could have been after last night's games because we had a serious injury. We had a couple bad injuries, but one definitely that was a heartbreaker. And if you listen to yesterday's waiver wire show, I talked about a few players who were going to be suiting up on Monday night, and I kept putting in that caveat that there might be injuries in those games and that that could change their value moving forward. We know it's always a possibility. You never expect it to be like this, though. Nick Chubb suffering that knee injury, an injury that was so bad they wouldn't even show the replay on the broadcast. And unfortunately, I had a friend share a picture in one of our group chats of it, so I got to see it after all. I don't recommend seeking that one out, but... Now, just like that, Chubb's gone for the year and your heart goes out to the guy. I mean, it's a catastrophic knee injury and he's going to be spending the next year plus rehabbing from that. He turns 28 in December too. So this could have some serious repercussions on the rest of his career. It's just awful. And you just hope that he can overcome it and he can get back out in the field and be the Nick Chubb that we know and love. And the guy's been one of the best runners in the league for a while. So we're wishing him all the best in that recovery. As for the fantasy side of things, his backup, Jerome Ford, he looked good in that game, 131 yards from scrimmage and that touchdown, had one really nice run where he got stopped and then reversed field and almost took it to the house, came up just short on what ended up being a 69-yard run there. And right now, the team said that he's the starter. But there's lots of veteran free agents out there. And right before we started recording, Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, he reported that Kareem Hunt is currently visiting Cleveland and Hunt's an obvious guy to bring in. He's the name that everyone pointed to as soon as that Chubb injury happened because Hunt spent the last four years with this team. He knows the offense. He could be a plug and play option for them even if it is in a, a split role with Ford, right? Or potentially even as Ford's backup because they chose Ford over Hunt this offseason. You got to remember that. And what we've seen from Hunt in the last couple of years, it hasn't been great. So I'm not sure that he deserves to take that job outright. I think a split does make some sense. And then if the Browns don't come to a deal with him because we've seen Hunt visit a bunch of different teams and not actually sign anywhere, there's also Leonard Fournette out there. There's Daryl Henderson, those guys are options and whether or not it's Ford or Hunt or someone else, the upcoming schedule here for Cleveland's backs, it doesn't look very good because you have the Titans this week. They've been shutting down running backs the last two games. They've been a really tough run D for a year or two now. Then you have the Ravens in week four. That's not a great matchup. Then in week five, it's a bye and they come out of the bye in week six and get the 49ers defense. So very tough sledding over the next month for those Browns running backs. And because of the schedule, And because of that potential for the team to add a free agent, that's why I kept Ford's recommended waiver bid around that 50% mark. If we knew that he was going to be the guy, then he would be that max bid player. But we just don't know that right now. And Kevin Stefanski said he was the starter at the moment. Things can change quickly, though. And that quote was before we knew that Hunt was visiting Cleveland. So hopefully we're going to get some clarity about this before you have to set your waiver bids tonight. Right now, I would still be aiming to get Ford, but I wouldn't be spending more than 50% of my budget now that we know that Hunt is lurking and potentially going to sign there. And if you want to be proactive, you could also stash the Fournettes and the Hendersons of the world. We also got news today that Kenyon Drake was visiting Baltimore and he played there last year. So we could see him sign this week. 
Either way, there's some risks to placing that big bid on Ford, and whether it's him or whether it's Hunt starting, they might struggle a bit over the next month because of some of those matchups and that bye week sitting in there. That wasn't the only running back injury on Monday, though. We had Jamal Williams, who's been starting in place of the suspended Alvin Kamara. We had Williams get hurt in the win over the Panthers. He went down with a hamstring injury, and he didn't return. And judging by what we've seen from hamstring injuries this year— I'm not expecting Williams to be back in week three, and we got some quotes from the coaching staff too that make it seem like he could potentially be out a little while here. And then we also have Alvin Kamara returning in week four. So this throws a real wrench in the Saints' backfield. We also have the rookie, Kendra Miller. He could be a potential replacement this week. He's been out with a hamstring injury of his own the last few weeks. He got back to a limited practice before week two. And Dennis Allen said that he could have played in that game, but that he held him out because he had been limited in practice. So he's expected to be a full go this week. And if he is, it's possible he could see a decent touch total this week since the only other option is Tony Jones Jr., who's kind of just a journeyman, right? So this also makes Taysom Hill an intriguing streamer at tight end. He had nine carries for 75 yards in week two, so he could be on your radar if you're looking for help at tight end. But I'll be following the Kendra Miller practice participation. I like what we're hearing from the coaching staff. If he does play, he's going to be an RB3 flex option in fantasy. If he's out, then Tony Jones Jr. is a risky flex, really just a desperation spot starter there. And then after that, Kamara returns in week four. So those guys would have to be put back in the box, even if Williams is still sidelined. It's also possible we could see the Saints sign somebody today. It's not out of the question that they could bring a guy in if it looks like Williams' injury is going to last for a little while and he's going to be out for an extended stretch, which based on the quotes from the coaching staff, seems like that's going to be the case. And the Browns and the Saints, they're just a couple of the teams that could be looking to add a running back this week. I mentioned the Ravens briefly there. The Bucks could be in the market, the Colts, the Vikings. There's a lot of suitors, so it gives those free agent running backs some life as bench stashes for fantasy, just in case they do sign this week. And if they land in a good situation, we know their value will immediately go up. And that's the tough part for fantasy managers right now. Having a lot of these backfields up in the air, and depending on the size of your bench, there's probably more running back stashes available than you can even fit on your roster. So the goal of these Tuesday shows, it's always going to be to try to help you improve your team in some form or another. And that's why today... I'm going to quickly go over the players that I would strongly consider dropping at each position. We'll make a little room so that you can pick up some of those guys on the waiver wire. Uh, Let's call it a little early season roster cleaning, but I'm going to start with quarterbacks. And this is for single quarterback leagues. Obviously, any quarterback with a pulse has value in 2QB or Superflex, but Derek Carr, he's 40% rostered. He hasn't been a fantasy difference maker in recent years. And even with all those weapons that he has now in New Orleans, Chris Olave and Michael Thomas and Rashid Shaheed and Juwan Johnson, Carr's only thrown one touchdown through two weeks has a couple of interceptions to go with that. He doesn't need to be rostered in fantasy unless you're using him as a bi-week replacement in good matchups, and we haven't reached the buys yet, so don't need to have him on your roster. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he's been struggling so far. Steelers offense, it was really humming in the preseason, not so much in September, and it's definitely in part because of the matchups. He had to go up against the 49ers and the Browns. Those are two really strong defenses, but he's also been without Deontay Johnson. He's going to be on IR for the next four weeks, so Pickett can be dropped until we see something more from him. I don't think you're going to regret making that move at all. I still have faith in Bryce Young that he's going to develop into a good NFL quarterback, but he hasn't gotten comfortable out there yet. The Panthers offensive line, they're not doing him any favors, so you don't need to hold him in season long leagues. And then Kyler Murray, he's 25% rostered right now. 
I get it if you're stashing him in your IR spot, but he's not really worth holding on your regular roster. And if you need to put somebody else into that IR spot, if you have him in there, I would drop Murray. I would use the spot on them. And then I'd pick somebody up that can help you immediately. I'm not sure that Murray's going to move the needle at all this season. I doubt he's going to run as much when he does get back from the injury. And that's going to take away a lot of his fantasy value. Over to running backs that you can consider parting ways with. And this one is tough because one injury and all of a sudden any back could have more value than he had the moment before. But if you're trying to free up a roster spot, I'm willing to drop guys like Antonio Gibson and Devin Singletary. I mean, Gibson isn't as involved as I expected him to be before the season. Brian Robinson, he's dominating touches in Washington. So Gibson's just really an insurance policy in case Robinson gets hurt. Same goes for Singletary. He's not a significant part of that Texans backfield. So his only value is as an injury away guy behind Damian Pierce. And if you have room for that, that's fine. But you could probably do better off the waiver wire. Ezekiel Elliott, he isn't giving you any flex value. He had just five touches this past week, 13 yards too. So not particularly effective. Even if Ramondre Stevenson goes down, I'm not sure that Zeke is going to be a fantasy star. So he would probably be in a committee at that point. I think you can let Zeke go. Jerick McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in that Chiefs backfield, they're locked in a three-man committee with Isaiah Pacheco. And if Pacheco ends up on the trainer's table, then sure, they would have some value, but it would still be a timeshare likely. And as is, McKinnon and CH, they aren't doing enough to give you flex value, so I'm not really married to having them on my bench. Rashad Penny, he looked all right last week when he got some opportunities, and maybe he'll get more if Kenneth Gainwell is still out, and if Boston Scott can't clear concussion protocol, maybe those guys will miss week three, and maybe Penny will get a shot again, but Penny was the clear fourth back in that Eagles depth chart, and when everybody's healthy, he's going to go back to being a healthy scratch, so unless he gets traded or unless he gets released... I wouldn't be wasting a roster spot on him. You don't need me to tell you this, but Nick Chubb, he's still 87% rostered. He can be dropped. So can J.K. Dobbins. He's still 29% rostered somehow. Maybe it's keeper in dynasty leagues. I'm not sure. But in any season-long formats, those guys aren't coming back. They're done for the year. I mentioned Deonta Foreman as a potential trade candidate yesterday, and maybe that happens. Maybe we see him get back to producing on a different team. I mean, Foreman to the Browns would make a lot of sense to me, but if he doesn't get released, if he doesn't get traded, he's third on the depth chart in Chicago, and he was a healthy scratch in week two, so there's really no reason to hold him if he does stay with the Bears. And then Deion Jackson on the Colts. He had his shot to start in week one. He was bad in that opportunity, really so bad that the team gave Zach Moss all the work in week two, and if Moss gets hurt... I would expect that the Colts are going to sign somebody. There's also the potential that Jonathan Taylor could come back in week five, but Jackson can go back to waivers if he's on your roster. And we can keep going here to receivers that you can cut bait with. I'm not sure what's going on with Juju Smith-Schuster, but he's clearly not the same player that he was early in his career. And he's fallen down the pecking order in that New England receiving core already. So if you're part of the 65% of managers who have him rostered right now, let him go. Rondell Moore in the Cardinals. He isn't getting the kind of volume that we'd need him to get to be fantasy relevant. You can drop him. First round rookie, Quentin Johnston. He's fourth on the depth chart for the Chargers. He hasn't topped 10 yards in either game so far. His playing time actually got cut in week two. So you don't need to be stashing him outside of very deep season long leagues. Everybody's looking at Garrett Wilson losing value with Aaron Rodgers out for the year. But Alan Lazard, he got hurt by that too. He doesn't need to be rostered with Zach Wilson starting in New York. 
But the Bengals offense, they got off to a slow start. Tyler Boyd, he really isn't a fantasy option as long as Chase and Higgins are healthy, even when the offense is rolling pretty well there. So with the offense having a tough go of it so far, Boyd doesn't need to be rostered in most leagues. And I would say the same for Van Jefferson on the Rams. Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, they're soaking up all the volume. Jefferson is an afterthought, so you can cut him. And then we'll finish it off with tight ends here. Cole Komet, he's been kind of productive in the opening two games, but not really making a true impact on your team. And I'm not even confident that he's going to keep this up. So unless we see Justin Fields or the offensive play calling make some strides in Chicago, I think Komet could be released. Chigakonkwo, he's been disappointing, likely won't see the kind of volume to be a consistent fantasy starter in that Titans offense. So like Komet, I think Chig's more of a bi-week fill-in. Dalton Schultz, he had a slightly better game in week two, but Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Tank Dell, they're leading the way in that Texans passing game. So Schultz isn't a good fantasy option. You don't need to have him on your team. Gerald Everett, his playing time went down in week two. He's seeding some work to his backup, Donald Parham. So Everett doesn't need to be rostered right now. Juwan Johnson, I still like him but he's a TD or bust kind of guy in fantasy and we haven't seen the touchdowns come yet. So he's more of a streamer, somebody that you can trust in that one week matchup, but you don't really want to have him in your lineup week in and week out. And then Greg Dulcich, he's hurt right now, but even before that, he was playing behind the starter there, Adam Troutman. So Dulcich, he could be sent back to waivers and I know it could be hard. Like I'm doing this to try to help out. I get it. It could be difficult trying to cut ties with players. You drafted them. You made that decision to pick them up off the waiver wire, but you got to be willing to adapt early in the season. That's what's going to give you the best chance to set your team up for success here. That is all for today's show though. So make sure you check out my week three rankings. Make sure you check out that week three waiver wire column. Both of those are available for free over at the score. You can come find me on X formerly known as Twitter. I'm at Justin Boone over there. I'll be back Wednesday with a guest, but until then, big thanks for all the ratings and reviews. Big thanks for subscribing and downloading the show. Big thanks if you're listening on the score app right now, and we will see you next time. Said leave on time, my baby said leave on time. Leave on time with me tonight.